In a world of remakes, reboots, and really bad films. Two voice actors set out to restore light to the darkness. Get ready for... Mockbusters. But just one second! This is a comedy podcast! In each episode, our dynamic duo will be given a random genre, some film titles, and just a few short hours to put together the ultimate trailer for their creation. But by gosh, there's a twist. They'll also be receiving wild and wacky demands from their executive producers, which they are contractually obliged to abide by. So will their movie be thrown out as trailer trash or awarded the prestigious title of Mockbuster? Please welcome your hosts, Jack Ayers and Matthew Biddulph. Hello and welcome to this, the first ever episode of the Mockbusters podcast. With this being the very first episode, I suppose we should probably uh, start by introducing ourselves. So my name is Jack and I'm an actor and voice actor from Cardiff. My name is Matt, I'm also an actor and voice actor, but I'm from a little town smack bang in the middle of Nottingham and Derby. So um, I suppose we should probably let people know how we met each other to start with. So me and Matt, we both met each other while we were auditioning for acting schools in London in 2014. Coincidentally, we ended up getting into the same class at the same drama school, which was East 15, where we graduated in 2017. Since we graduated, we've both been working in the theatre, acting industries for several of those years and also in the voiceover industry. And during a lot of that time, we also lived together. So it's fair to say that we got to know each other pretty well over that time. And yet, and over the years, we found that we had a lot of the, the same overlapping interests. So films, podcasts, TV, but above all, making stupid voices. And fortunately, through this idea of Mockbusters, we've managed to come up with an idea that marries all of those things pretty neatly together. So, I hear you ask, what is Mockbusters? Well... Mockbusters, above all, is a comedy podcast where Jack and I are going to go head-to-head to try and come up with the ultimate idea for a movie. And every single week, we're going to be given a randomly generated genre that we have to stick to. And we'll also be given a selection of random film titles to choose from, after which we'll have just a few short hours to think of the plot for the movie. But if that wasn't difficult enough... We also have to voice, direct, design and edit an epic trailer to try and pitch our movie. And then once those trailers are ready, we'll be joined by a very special guest judge who is basically going to be in charge of deciding whose film is awarded the almighty prestigious title of Mockbuster and whose is thrown away as hot garbage as trailer trash. Okay, so now that we've got all the formal uh, introduction stuff out of the way, let's get on to the very first part of mockbusters which is choosing a random genre so assisting us we have uh, a nifty little device that uh, jack has so cleverly named the plot device would you like to explain the plot device jack yes the uh, mockbusters in-house plot device is a wheel spinner which we have programmed in various genres of film we're going to give that a spin and it's going to land on one genre and we are going to have to stick to it to pitch our film for this week Ooh. So without further ado, shall we shall we give it a little spin? Let's give it a spin. So I programmed this so I know roughly what the um what the genres in there are. Matt doesn't know at all and I've I've mixed some up since, oh, brilliant. Uh, since we talked about it as well. Oh nice so, one. Cheers, mate. So let's see what we get. Here we go. And do you want to know what we've got? Oh go on then. We have the genre of 
Fantasy. Fantasy. Oh, that's exciting. So it's quite broad. Um, so, you know, fantasy, you've got quite a lot to work with there. Yeah, yeah. You, you could do talking your sort of Lord of the Rings yeah. to, uh, to your Game of Thrones. There's, there's a lot of scope in fantasy. Oh, oh, I'm excited by that. What a, what, a, what a genre to kick things off with, fantasy. Yeah, and a genre that is, is quite close to both of our hearts as exactly. well, I think. Exactly. So, uh, so we should have some good stuff for this one. All right, then. Well, then it's my uh, my job now to turn to the plot device to give us some film titles. Are you ready, Jack? I am quivering with excitement. <laughs> so um, I'm not sure what direction some of these are going in, but title number one, Burning Boy. Burning Boy. Burning Boy. <laughs> so like a little boy on fire, we've got Burning Boy. Let me make a note of these. Burning Boy. Yeah. That sounds like a, it should be like a Roald Dahl book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a very grim Roald Dahl book. Oh, God. Right. Title number two, The Grey Witches. The Grey Witches. The Grey Witches. Okay, that's that's more of a sort that's of doable, stereotypical. Doable. You know, they they sound like you know your kind of typical fancy side characters, don't they? The Grey Witches. Yeah, this one's a good one. Title number three: Voyages of Snow. Voyages of Snow. Yes, vo- so that's voyages. So the the people doing the voyaging oh, uh, I see. of snow. Yeah, that's again. I feel like that's pretty uh, fantastical. And then title number four. This one's this one's got a, a an element of whimsy to it, the mist's soul, the mist's soul. Yeah, so the soul of the mist, the mist's soul. Number five, the vision of the spirit, the vision of the spirit, the vision of the spirit. And then our final title, streams in the edge, <laughs> streams in the edge. Well, it wouldn't be a uh, wouldn't be a plot device generation without uh, at least one broken title, and that's Streams in the Edge. I mean, I've got to say we've we've done a few test runs. These ones are a lot better than what it's yielded in the past. Yeah, they, these ones feel for the most part pretty um pretty genre appropriate, and for the most part not completely broken. <laughs> okay, so those are our six titles. So let, let's recap briefly. So we've got Burning yep. Boy, mm-hmm. The Grey Witches. Yep. Voyages of Snow. Yep. The Mist's Soul. Aye. That's a hard one to say. Aye. Uh, the Vision of the Spirit. Yep. And Streams in the Edge. Streams in the Edge. So, I best... Uh, oh, hang on. No, sorry, Jack. I think you you pocket, mate. Check your pocket. Oh, sorry. I thought I'd turn that off. That's um, all right, mate. We'll, we'll get it out in post. Yeah, it's one, fine. Sorry, one second. One second. Um, hello? Well, hello there, Jack. Uh, h- hello? It's me, Stevie Von Stevenstein. Stevie Von Stevenstein? Oh, sorry, I, w- I was meant to call you this morning. Well, we- we just I been recording. heard you're in the market of making a new fantasy film, am I correct? Uh, y- yeah, that- that's right, that's right. I have a new wife, as I- I'm sure you were aware. You were invited to the wedding, and, you know, uh, she's great. Um, now, my new stepson, Harold, uh, he's looking to break into the picture industry, um... So the problem is, this this boy doesn't have any experience. Now, I'm not just talking about stage experience. I'm talking experience in general. He he never leaves his room. He's he's a very dense child. Um, but my new wife is adamant that I help him get his leg up. So um, 
I, I, I want you to include Harold in your trailer, maybe as a role of, uh, I don't know, a, a narrator or something not, not too important, but not too far in the back. Um, now, like I said, he has no experience whatsoever, so literally no basic stagecraft uh, or reading expertise uh, right. or, of, of such sorts. Uh, and do and you think that's clear? appropriate for me to put in in a blockbuster film? To be perfectly honest, Jack, I I do not I do not give a single shit. Um, I'm just trying to get laid by my new wife. Uh, so you you do me a solid here, won't you, Jack? <sighs> I mean, this is I feel like this is going to interfere with my artistic vision. But can I, you tell I, me a bit I more about? I do not give a flying shit about your artistic vision, Jack. <laughs> I'm here right. to make money and get laid. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, well, can you tell me a bit more about Harold? Uh, he's really, really dense. Um, he has he has a very thick Australian accent. Australian, uh, and he can just barely read. Um, I almost he's around about he's around I about hadn't your, asked. Yeah, he's around about your age. Um, so you know, do with that information what you will. So yeah, I hope that's not too much to ask of you, Jack. But I also don't really give a shit if it is. Uh, you being paid to do your job. Okay, bye bye. Great, thank you. God. Was that okay? He's, you know, from what I heard, he sounded pretty angry. I don't know how he's going to fit in, but I, I guess we'll have to see. He's a, he's a funny one, that Stevie Von Steven Steen, you know, obviously spending half his time growing up in Texas and half his time growing up in <laughs> in Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, which explains his perfect mixed accent, yeah. Well, I mean, let's just hope that you don't get a call. Oh, God, what what are the chances of that? I know, that's unbelievable. So sorry about this, mate. Yeah, let me just get that. It's okay. almost unbelievable. It's almost, it's almost unbelievable. Um, okay, sorry, Jack. Uh, hello. Hey. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hello. It's me. Ah, oh, yes, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's you. It's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 you. You know who I am, don't you? <laughs> I do know who you are. Um, you're my executive producer. Yes, you know my name as well, don't you? <laughs> yes, I do know your name. Um, Philly Schmidt. Yes, yeah, it's me. Willy, Willy Bergen. <laughs> it's me, Philly. It's me, Philly Schmidt. Willy Bergen. It's um, Norwegian, I think, in origin. Oh uh, yes, you're half Norwegian, half Scottish. Yeah. Shut up, Sander. <laughs> Oh, Sorry. God, she, she at it again. Typical Sandra. Yeah, she's ironing loudly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, okay. Uh, I just wanted to call, because um, I, 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 it's really good of you to be uh, to be working with us uh, on this uh-huh. project. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we have had, um, we've had some budgetary problems in terms of putting this new fantasy film on. Oh uh, no! Oh, we we had a big loss just before Christmas, and and the pandemic's oh, no. obviously really interfered. With, yeah, of course, um, with of our course. Uh huh. But um, small small issue. Uh, mm-hmm. You are gonna have to make the film shot, set, and cast in Scotland. Entire entirely Scottish. Entirely Scottish. Yeah, we all, we can't. We have no travel budget. Okay. Uh, we can't afford sets. Um, it's going to have to all be in Scotland. <laughs> okay. And you're going to have to cast only Scottish actors. Exclusively Scottish unless, actors. Well, I mean, uh, unless you can find actors that live in Scotland. No, I mean, that's, you know, that that, that should be fine. Um, 
And does it definitely need to be set in Scotland? Like, with it being a fantasy film, do I not have any leeway to kind of, um, you know... You, you can set it somewhere else, but it has to look, sound, and essentially be Scotland. <laughs> you can call it something right. else if you like, but... Okay, okay. But it's got to basically be Scotland. Yeah, you could call it, like, Scotshire. Or, oh, okay. Um, Scottsburg. Okay, I, th- I think I can. I think I can work with that. Yeah, that's that's fine by me. Yeah, hey, is that is that all right? Is, is that, that's is that's that... you know what? Sandra! <laughs> Sorry, that's that's perfectly fine. Um, totally understandable. Well, I'll let you get back to it anyway. Um, I best get this uh, get this fantasy film under wraps, I suppose. Okay, well, it's good to hear from you, and look forward to stop touching it. Right, sorry, I'll, I'll be back now. Um, I look forward to hearing what you've uh, what you've made. All right, yeah. I've, I've gone. I've gone Manchester. Oh yeah. <laughs> I look forward to hearing what you've made. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll speak to you soon. Uh, uh, goodbye now. Shut goodbye. Up! Oh, sorry about that, Jack. Um, yeah, that was a call from my executive producer. Believe it or not. God, you you, you wouldn't. Uh, you, you almost wouldn't believe it, would you? Yes, it's. I mean, what are the chances? What are the chances? Well, I mean, there's much worse places that it could be set. You know, you've you've got the real fantasy landscape there. Okay, so to recap, uh, we're going to go away now. Uh, we're going to take a couple of hours, and we're going to try and put together um, a plot, a rough outline for a plot, and a short trailer to try and sell our special guest judge who will be joining us when we come back of the quality of our movie and try and convince him to pick ours over the other person's. So, uh, let's let's get started on that. Yeah, let's do this. I'll see you shortly. Yeah, with the power of editing. <laughs> It'll feel we'll like seem... seconds, but actually like we'll seconds. have been grafting for several hours. Yep. And I, I just hope we have something good enough to justify the amount of time that we've had. Yep, so do I. <laughs> see you in a tick. See you in a tick. Hello and welcome back to the second part of Mockbusters. Now, this is the exciting part because we've been working on our trailers for the last couple of hours. Mm-hmm. Matt, how did you get on? Not too bad. Um, a bit difficult to start with, um, but once I'd kind of got rolling, I think I was pretty much there. Then suddenly found myself with about 15 minutes left and about two more voices still to go. Um, but I think, I think I managed to get there in the end. What about yourself? Yeah, I mean, I... Um... I ended up in the same situation that I always end up with editing, whereas I spend uh, three quarters of the allocated time listening to stupid music <laughs> and sound effects, right. and then 15% on anything involving substance. Classic. Um, well, But, you know, we'll, uh, we'll see how that, that pans out. And not only that, we are joined by our very special guest judge. Now, I assume that's the guest- me. Yeah, yes, it is. It <laughs> Thank is you. you. It really jumped the gun there. <laughs> okay. Yes. Well, you've heard him before you know who he is. But um, the guest judge we've got on today is a good friend of ours. Lived mm-hmm. on our floor for a little bit. Oh, yeah, that's what, that's what you're running with. You, yeah, said you, wrote down a, <laughs> you said you wrote down a list of things about me that you could bring up. And you've started with, he lived on our floor for a bit. Well, that is a thing about you, to be fair. It's yes, not... I, because I was applying to be, be a, wine, a telephone wine salesman for two days. <laughs> and you, you, you had a spare corner to stick me in. But you did make us. You did make us some cakes as well. 
Yes, but I, will, I should. I'm we sure should we'll actually say who, who this mm. man's name is before yeah. we go into a full conversation. Uh, so, with credits including the Starship Osiris, Genius, a serious play about World War Two, Willis and Veer, comedi- comedians after hours, mm. half-assed flyer, and most recently, Eggs Over Willis. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, it's Adam Willis. Woo! Woo. You've been very busy <laughs> with your. Uh, your eggs over Willis. Do you want to yeah. tell people a, bit, a little bit about what that is? Yeah, I have. So I, well, I, it just—it's just something that sort of occupied my mind um, over the last couple of the last year. I made this Instagram channel where I, so I, I try a different egg a week, and then essentially what I do is in the video spoiler, I say I, that I didn't enjoy it, and what I've done is I've released fifty of these episodes over the last year. Um, and and ultimately brought sort of massive shame to my family and close friends. My 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 favourite thing that somebody said about the 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 thing is my brother-in-law's brother, which is a confusing sentence. He said that he didn't find them funny, but he found it funny that I was still doing them, which I think is the biggest compliment <laughs> I've had so far. In the series. Yeah, that's that's some quality feedback. Yeah. Well, I'm, I think one of my favourite things about it is. Um, there's there's almost I think it's four times as many episodes of Eggs Over Willis as there are episodes of Faulty Towers. <laughs> um, that's, yeah, that's an accomplishment yeah. in itself. And what you do is what you do is like that's that's relative to the quality. So it's four times less the quality of Faulty Towers. <laughs> that, that's the equation. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah, that yeah. the new tagline? It's four times mm. less funny than Faulty Towers. I, I actually think if if it was considered four times less funny than Faulty Towers, that's actually quite an. It's accolade. still pretty funny. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I'd I'd accept that any day. Uh, but I, I do yeah. have a couple of questions about you know the sort of the origins of. Oh yeah. Eggs far away. Um, well, the first question is. Why? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a question I've been asked a lot. Um, I don't, I don't really. Do you know what? And I think every time it comes to actually eating the eggs, I think like I find the idea of some prick sitting there having to eat something they don't like funny. Like I find that funny as a concept, but then it gets to the bit where we actually film me eating the eggs, and I'm like, oh fucking hell! Like I actually. Like, it's actually awful. Like, the, the bits we have to cut out is the bit beforehand, like, me looking Just at myself in the mirror going, up. come on, come on, man. Where you've <laughs> essentially <laughs> negotiated a scenario where you had to eat 50 more eggs than you ever needed to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. I I, I think, I don't know, I, th- I guess I'm a bit of a, like, even in the, the Willis and Veer stuff, I was always the one getting my head, sl- like, slammed into tables and stuff. Maybe, maybe it's like Very a... True. Maybe it's like a fetish thing maybe i like it so before the break uh myself and jack were given our genre some film titles uh, and some ludicrous demands from our executive producers would you like to know what they were i would i would like to know what they were good because that's we're kind of counting on that so um before the break we span our um wheel of fortune style genre selector known as the plot Mm -hmm. device and uh, I, I, I like came that. up with that. Yeah, that's thank good. You. Thank you. That's very thank good. Thank you. Um, yeah, so we spanned the plot device and we ended up with the genre of... Fantasy. 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 I, I'm, I'm a big fantasy fan. And what film titles did we have to work with, Jack? We got given six different 
uh, film titles from a random generator, mm-hmm. and they were as follows. Right. Film title number one, Burning Boy. <laughs> film title number one was Burning Boy. Okay. <laughs> film title number two, The Grey Witches. Kind of works for fantasy, that yeah, one. That's yeah, that's pretty fantastical. Well, Burning Th- Boy, you can make that work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I suppose. Okay. Uh, three is Voyagers of Snow. <laughs> Voyagers okay. of Snow. Yeah. Number four was The Mist's Soul. So The, the Mist. Yeah. yeah, that's the soul confusing. of the mist. Yeah, it's also yeah. very hard to so, say. Okay, yeah. I get you. So The Mist has a soul. The, the soul the belonging soul. to The Mist. Yeah. 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 Number five, The Vision of the Spirit. Ooh. That sounds mm-hmm. like a sort of Naruto novel. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Vision yeah. of the Spirit. And number six, probably the most broken of them, mm-hmm. Streams in the Edge. <laughs> You've got Streams like in the Edge. That sounds like a sort of high art thing. Streams yeah, it's not, it's not on the edge. It's not around the edge, in near the edge. the edge. It is It is in the edge. Yeah, it almost sounds like it could be like a Studio Ghibli Thing. Yeah, yeah, Streams yeah. In the yeah edge. Very, very poorly translated one. I watched yeah. the Red Turtle the other day. That was very on the edge. Very, very lovely. In the edge. In the edge. It was very in the edge. <laughs> very in the edge. Yeah. On the edge sounds like a sort of emotional film, whereas yeah. in the edge kind of sounds like a cutting piece of journalism. It yeah. does, to be fair. Yeah. It does. I think you're right there. Yeah. So, any of those jump out at you, Adam? Well, Stream in the Edge. I think it's, it's you know, it's, it's very. Ex- I think streaming. Well. The Voyagers in the Snow, right, has a sort of Vi- sort of Viking esque Led Zeppelin feel to it. I can and see I can that. See, I could I could see someone choosing that because you know mm-hmm. it's got there's, there's a there's a journey, and I would invest in that journey. You know, this Burning Boy one sounds horrible. <laughs> I hope you haven't chosen that. Well, we'll find you'll out. Get, you'll, get, you'll get you'll get cancelled. I, get, well, I guess we'll find out, won't we? Um, so you're yeah. hoping for us to see streams in the edge, though. Is that is that fair to say? I'm hoping to see streams in the edge. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping to see that one. Seems like the biggest challenge, and I think it's, it's high. It's high risk, high reward. If you've picked streams in the edge, <laughs> it could all come crumbling down. Well, uh, well. Speaking of challenges, there, Adam. We also had our executive producers give us a call. It was, it was such bizarre timing. It almost happened one after the other. It was, it was uh, so convenient. That is convenient. Um, so Jack, his executive producer, called him. Uh, and what was, it, what was it he needed, Jack? Um, well, I, I think... So St- Stevie von Stevenstein right. called me <clears throat> and, uh, from his base in Texas. And mm-hmm. he, he informed me that he's just gotten married, um, but he's not having much luck with his new wife in the bedroom. So basically, he's um, he's called me up very frustratingly because it's really interfering with my artistic vision for the film. Mm. And he's basically insisted that I cast his son-in-law as one of the lead parts right. in the film. Um, is his son-in-law, uh, is he on IMDb? Is he, he He's much? not an actor. Um, right. He also can't read, helpfully, which was specified okay. halfway yeah. through the request. He's very specific about that. Yeah, he can't read, and okay. he's also got a thick Australian accent. Do you know what? That sounds incredibly inconvenient of your yeah. producer. It is. It's almost like he was trying to make it 
frustratingly difficult for me. I don't yeah. know. I say I say hear him out. He might he know he evidently knows something we don't know. I, I'd mm. I'd say you know stick with that executive producer. I think often as well, often sort of um, uh, sort of jobs worthy production types, they stick their oar into a creative project like this, you know. But I think you've got to finance this film somehow, so you've probably got to make some concessions. Exactly. Yeah, and it's uh, we. We certainly have made major concessions with this film. I will say that right now. Mm, yeah. um, and Matt, you had um, you had a call from the producer that you've been working with most recently as well, didn't you? Yes, I did. I, I had a call with my executive producer, uh, Philly Schmidt Willybergen, mm. um, who's half Scottish and half Norwegian, um, yeah. basically, and basically uh, crucially has a normal name. Yeah, yeah, and has a completely normal uh, half Scandinavian, um, non improvised, half Scottish name. name. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Unfortunately, with with the whole COVID pandemic, uh, his studio has faced a lot of loss uh, in terms of financial uh, capability. So uh, he called me. He was really excited to get a new fantasy film in production. Uh, The only stipulation was it had to be shot, cast, produced, built everything entirely in scotland uh so i had to had to hire only actors from scotland Mm -hmm. and it was all designed in scotland Mm. uh but most importantly it had to be set in a version of scotland so i couldn't just set it anywhere i wanted and they famously um actors from scotland have very low imagination so fantasy is quite a reach for them wow (laughs) okay wow Well, we'll leave that one in but I think you may hashtag, have lost a few followers hashtag there. Hashtag Adam Willis is over party. And also, Scottish people can take a joke. Yeah, oh, He might yeah. have saved himself also, there. Also, they can take their right laugh. <laughs> nice, nice. So to recap, we had, uh, we're both doing fantasy trailers. We had a selection of Burning Boy, The Grey Witches, Voyages of Snow, The Mist's Soul, The Vision of the Spirit, and Streams in the Edge. I had to include... I forgot to say his name, Harold, my producer's son-in-law in the film, mm-hmm. and Matt had to shoot, cast, produce everything in Scotland. So yeah. bearing that in mind, which one would you like to hear first? <laughs> I get to choose. You get yeah, to choose. Yeah, you get to choose. I am a stickler for the rules and order. So I would like to hear uh, Jack's film first and okay. see what this Harold has to offer. Okay, <laughs> lovely stuff. Well, Very uh, good. without are you, further ado, are you going to be offended if I if I eat my hula hoops whilst I listen to the trailer? Uh, n- no, no, you won't be. You won't be heard to so go for you, it. You won't be heard. Have a snack, enjoy it, because ultimately, you know, it is it's entertainment. So okay. you know, snack away. Okay, lovely. I can't wait. Lovely stuff. Okay, so without further ado, here is my trailer. Our world knows many dangers Out in the barren lands The people know many threats But none so great as the cold The great and deadly Wilderfreeze roam the land Led by the Frozen One An ancient evil One that according to prophecy would only be defeated by a child kissed by the sun. Nobby? Where are you? You promised you'd milk them chickens an hour ago. I'm sorry, Uncle, but don't you feel like sometimes there's more to life than just milking the chickens? 
You cheeky beggar. No wonder your parents abandoned you. I'll show no. you. No. Never talk about my parents like that. Ah! Gods be good. He's on fire. I know. This is com like completely unusual for what it's like. Normally I'm not on fire. For fuck's sake, that's not... Just say say the line like, like we said it. I feel like I'm flying. You have a gift, boy. An unusual one. With the right training, you could be great. But I, I don't know anything about being on fire. When I'm burning, I just set fire to things like my friends and chickens. Well, that's why we'll need to train you up, boy. You could do things that none of us have ever dreamed of. Like being on fire and not dying. It's a remarkable skill. And one that could be used to drive back the darkness for good. Now, it's going to be hard work. So you need to ask yourself, are you ready to become the savior? The one, the only, burning boy. There we have it. There's a uh, burning mm. boy. Mm. Do you know what's Very really good. stupid of me? Through all of that, because what? I really leaned into the character of the frozen one, I assumed it was going to be Voyager in the snow. Despite the amount of times that Harold clearly said that he was on fire. <laughs> I didn't work out to the end. I was like, the one, the only, the Voyager, the burning boy. Okay. Cool. <laughs> no, that that was that was purposeful. You know, we uh, we we sort of really leaned into the like one two punch of um. Although, as you said, there was a child yeah, on sure. fire. How do you entire... um, How was that in terms of risk assessments for filming? Um, well, actually, it, it's it's been quite a breakthrough um, in terms of the mm. SFX involved um, in the oh, process. Oh, so you did you did so you did it um you did it in post. You didn't set the child on fire it's it's a combination it, mm. it is a combination so yeah we we do set the child mm. on fire the same ch but then we boost those flames the same child further again and again or just di or different children <laughs> yeah did he do his own stunts uh, harold um yeah i mean i wouldn't harold harold was the one set on fire i wouldn't describe it really as a stunt but, but I, I you know i like the it sounds again i'm reading lord of the rings it had that sort of vibe this sort of down and out sort of rural protagonist <laughs> on a big journey yeah. learning along the way nobby yeah his name nobby, is sorry i will say it nobby um nobby uh was learning you know he, he comes from a rural background he's he's uh, milking the chickens you know and he's he's, he's traveling yeah. to to, to beat the frozen one i did hear in the middle of that what sounded like your voice um sort of picking on nobby or or uh, someone saying no you did that line wrong yeah i think picking on is a very strong way of putting that because okay i mean i would say directing what would you, okay you'd say directing yeah what would you say matt i'm i'm not sure i could say directing is the uh is the right word. I, I don't want to put words in anyone's mouths, but um, I'm not sure I'd say directing is the right word for it. Right. I'd say um, what you've done, having set a child on fire and then telling it that it's doing it, it, I shouldn't say it when I'm making this case, <laughs> telling the child that they're doing the lines wrong, I think that's, you know, it's at least bullying. 
I feel like from an ethical standpoint, I'm against the making of this film. It sounds it sounds like you've you've done some horrendous things and probably broken a lot of child labour laws. From a standpoint, he's. I should point out that the actor though is not a child. Oh, that's fine then. Although I would argue that Jack's kind of taken advantage here because Harold, as we know, can't read. Mm. Uh, so if you thrust, you know, fire safety laws and his rights and uh, an equity contract in front of him, uh, he's, he's not going to know what to make of it. So, you know, Jack could have told him any old thing to mm. coerce uh, poor Harold into being set on fire. Yeah. But I mean, ultimately, you do have to remember he's the son of mm. the producer. Yeah. Which kind of so... makes it even worse in a way. Yeah. It's nepotism, but, you know. How do you... I'm interested. I don't want to spoil the film for anyone, but how do you train a child to be on fire and not die <laughs> um what i'd be interested to see what they did in that montage i mean imp- importantly to remember a-, a lot of that is just natural mm. talent so you employed um, it so you employed a not, child that could be set on fire and not it, die it, and then you had them play it, as if they as if they were dying oh i thought you meant within the context yeah, yeah, of the yeah. movie how is oh, okay training so a lot going? of it's natural ta- he's already is quite gifted it's not so much training him to not die by being on fire. That bit is inherent. He he can do he can do that. Is naturally. it a hereditary? Um, it's is more it a hereditary of, gift that he gets from the Wilderfreeze, or is it? Well, I can't tell you that without major mm-hmm. spoilers for the second sure. film, because as you said, as you heard in the trailer, his parents did abandon him, so oh. his lineage is in okay, question. Yeah. Um, you know, throughout this, am I right in saying that you have a you have someone playing the physical representation of cold in the film? Yes, that's Benedict Cumberbatch in mocap. Yeah. Oh, lovely, lovely. Of course. And you, you, and you took, you took on some sponsorship for the film, I believe. Oh, we did, we did indeed. <laughs> we're sponsored by Sunny D. Unfortunately, we're not allowed to sell it in the cinemas where the mm. film is showing because Does it turn um, you orange isn't that what they that's what they told me at school it's riddled with um with chemicals <laughs> it's it's really yeah. it's really something else uh, they 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 do say almost that it's so riddled with chemicals that you might actually catch fire oh, I if see. you drink it mm. which i imagine is a good is a good marketing a good marketing ploy for the film it is indeed so if you ever see um if you ever see any kids walking down the high street screaming in pain that's your work that that would be us incredible so yeah just and remember think okay. pg12 of course i'm gonna start answering some of your questions do i feel like it fits the genre yes i do feel like it fits the genre okay great i do feel like i feel like it is a fantasy film mm-hmm. a person being on fire and benedict cumberbatch playing the frozen one fits that I think you've done that well. Did I like the idea? I would be reticent to say that I did in case that comes back on me in any way. Um, and I feel like you have, I feel like the film has very much gone with, you know, it, it's what you'd expect of The Burning Boy. But I don't, I don't, I don't begrudge it that. Did it fulfil the producer's request? Yes, although I think at the detriment of the film. How was Har- how was Harold to work with? Impossible. Um, <laughs> he's... I've never had the misfortune of not even working, existing alongside such a malicious, um, childish, 
frankly disgusting in the eyes of gods and men. Mm. Little <laughs> bastard. Um, every penny yeah. that we had to pay him to be a part of this project, I begrudged. And you know what? I would honestly rather anyone living or dead play the title role in my film. Okay, wow. That's big words. Yeah. Um, I think despite the clear problems in production, and it's, it seems like there's some underlying uh, issues there, particularly with uh, Jack, um, in the making of the film, I would watch it, actually. I wouldn't tell anyone I'd watched it, but I, I, it, I would, it is the sort of thing I would go and see as maybe like a midnight screening. Okay. Yeah. I can get on board with that. Um, That's that's my assessment of the film so far. Okay, lovely. Well, thank you very much for um, for that astute and comprehensive uh, tearing apart of my (laughs) of Mm. of Mm. my idea. (laughs) Well, I think this is the natural point where we should move on to uh, to hearing Mr. Matthew Bidolf's trailer. So, which film did he choose? He had a fantasy trailer. And he had picked one of Burning Boy, The Grey Witches, Voyages of Snow, The Mist Soul, The Vision of the Spirit, or Streams in the Edge. Which one will it be? Oh, I hope it's Streams in the Edge. So, Adam, are you sitting comfortably? Uh, yes, sort of. Yes. Good. Then here we I've go. Got my hula hoops. It was an ordinary day like any other. Ah, another glorious day in sunny Glasgowville, Scotsylvania. Until one day... Something happened that would change their lives forever. Chief! It's your son! What about him? He's on fire! Look! My boy! What's happened to my boy? Remember that scallywag witch he pissed off? She done it! Somebody put him out! He can't! It's a cursed flame, Chief! You mean... Until you right you're wrong by the witch, he'll keep burning... He won't even die or suffer any life-threatening injuries. He'll just keep being on fire. Are you okay, my boy? Quiet Ironing Studios presents... We must venture to the witch in the mountains and lift this curse. It will be a perilsome journey, my boy. But I will protect you at all costs. An entirely Scottish film. We have a long journey through the caverns of St Andrews to reach the Ibrox Amphitheatre where we'll head north and look for the finished and green. Drink this water, my boy. Ah! Oh dear, it immediately evaporated as you're very much still on fire. An epic tale of magic. Answer these riddles three, and I shall let... Johnny no dee that. Oh, a very authentically Scottish rejection. This is not a curse I can lift. Can he try? Didn't he teach your granny to suck eggs? Ach, nee. Very clear and authentic Scottish saying. Action. Son, throw me my sword. Fucking hell, that's hot. And family. Son, it's my fault. Your da. There's not much money in being a village chief in a typical Scottish fantasy village. So I've been making extra gold on the side, selling remedies and ointments that improve people's appearances. Yes, son. Your da sells Avon. Will this brave father save his son? I knew you'd be back. I hope you brought my tinted moisturiser. Oh, you set my son on fire, you old hag. Oh, then. Burning boy. A Scottish fantasy. <laughs> right, well, there, sake. there is a lot. There is a lot to unpack there. 
it was more clear to me in that one that the film was Burning Boy. That was really typified by the constant screaming that went on throughout yeah. the trailer um, mm-hmm. and really sort of brought it together thematically. Um, yeah, of course. I wanted to ask about, did you film on location at Glasgowville, Scotland? We did. It was, I've got to be honest here. So Glasgowville, Scotsylvania is, is, it's just Glasgow, Scotland. Right, okay. Um, but uh, yeah, on location in Glasgow, Scotland. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's interesting seeing the difference between the two films and the similarities, mm-hmm. because this also feels very yeah. much like a journey. Uh, of course. This journey, though, seems to be sort of punctuated by... You've really embraced the sort of Scottish archetypes. Some might say offensive. Um, not me. Some might say offensive. Some, me. Yes, some me, might. actually. Do you know what? Me. Despite... And I'm only doing that because I was rude about the Scottish earlier. <laughs> Why has that happened, Matt? Uh, well... Can you, can you explain that? I can explain that. Um, so it's like my executive producer is offensively Scottish... Um, and it's what mm. he would have wanted, basically. Mm-hmm. Was it meant to be offensive? I wouldn't say so. I think what we're going for is pushing the boundaries here, pushing the boundaries of how Scottish mm. a film can be, you know? Mm. And if, if that's going to offend some people, it's going to offend some people, you know? Yeah. Rome and wasn't built on the, political you, correctness. And you've used some of the Scottish vernacular, like, acne and he can't drink the water. Yes, and uh, didn't he teach your granny to suck eggs? These are all authentic Scottish sayings, um, which was heavily uh, researched in the two hours we had to create is, the trailer. Who is playing the granny, can I ask? Uh, so they're all unknown uh, actors in Scotland. That's very convenient. Uh, convenient. Well, that's it? the thing, is if, if you're running on a low-budget film, as my executive producer made very clear, we can't exactly go for Benedict Cumberbatch, can we? You know, it's not about the money. I, I'd, I'd like to know I'd like to know a little bit about the filming of the uh, grand finale of the film. That yes. I've heard so much about yeah. uh, the, the, the fighting of the witch in the Ibrox Amphitheatre. Yes, What was yes. the budget for that? Uh, the budget was approximately £257.28. Right, lovely. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and, and how did you make that so effective? Uh, well, so basically, because obviously uh, the Scottish Premier League has finished, uh, you know, mm. Rangers, they're, I don't know how much you know about football, but Rangers are kind of in dire straits at the minute, you know, kind of balancing the books. So we chucked them a fiver and they were like, yeah, sound, wicked. Um, and with that, they've just gone and bought a new striker. So, you know, it's, it's worked out well for everyone. All, all we really did then was just kind of filter the stadium on tinted lenses to make it look a bit more fant- fantastical and old-timey mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to a contemporary Scottish Premier League stadium. Can I, can I ask, um, are village chiefs common in place in Scotland? Uh, they used to be, um, you know... All, yeah, so they did used to be fam- famously. When, when is the when is the film when is the film set? Nineteen forty eight, when vi- village chiefs, yeah, Glaswegian village chiefs mm-hmm. were more popular. Yeah, of course. I have to ask you how you because I did I did really go to town on Jack's film about the Burning Boy. Yes, and how he more than likely set set a child on fire. Uh-huh. I'd like to ask how you got round. The issues of because it seems yeah. like for the majority of your film there's a well a child yeah it's fire. about it's about eighty seven percent there is a, a, in shot um, a burning boy um, 
as titled. And a young a younger sounding. Yeah, no, boy he is he is young. Well. And so you know what we couldn't do there, Adam? We couldn't set him on fire. And because we wouldn't want to even if we had the ability to, mm-hmm. I don't think we'd want to. We don't want to endanger anyone's lives. So That's um, very considerate of you. Yeah, it was it was Jimmy Smith, uh, was the name of the uh, the boy playing the burning boy. Uh, mm-hmm. an incredibly talented child actor. Um obviously being on a very limited budget, we've got not a lot to work with in terms of practical uh, or special effects. So what we did was, mm-hmm. whenever we filmed him, um, he was brilliant at conveying that he was on fire. Uh, and then we just got Gareth, who was the key grip, to just light a match and like hold it mm-hmm. in front of him. We we took inspiration from Peter Jackson's use of force perspective in The Lord of the Rings uh, wow. to basically kind of, in in practicality, superimpose the the fire from the match over mm-hmm. uh, young Jimmy. So and it worked really well. So I heard a few things about um, Jimmy Walker again, as you said, very talented, young and upcoming actor. Yeah. Um, also an actor that I have been told mm-hmm. um, is English and went to Eton. I actually, I actually just remembered that I, I heard this somewhere as well. Look, listen, he was in Scotland. He was in Scotland at the time. So, you know. Well, is that enough to make him Scottish? Look, we know it's rife that you get... Um, you know, you get actors from London, they turn up, they pretend to be Scottish, and the Scottish actors are left on the wayside. It's so not true. how are you justifying this? Um, well, he's Scottish through blood. Um, he visited England maybe once for like 14 years, um, and then came back home, you know, admittedly after he'd been educated and... Born. You know, and... No, he, so... He was born in Carlisle, okay? So it's, yeah, admittedly on the border, but, you know... Um, conceived in Carlisle, he, I, I de- think. De- yeah, well, no, he was actually conceived... Born in Norwich. No, he conceived was, in Carlisle. Great he was, name he was conceived and born in Carlisle, then went to visit his grandma in Edinburgh, um, just, and then moved just, back down sorry. and was educated for 14 years sorry. in England. Just, just, just a second, Matt, you are shouting. Oh, my apologies. So I just, I get really, you, I'm really impassionate yeah. about because, you know... They're the forgotten I can't imagine generation. what it was like for poor. I can't you imagine know, what it was like for poor Johnny Smith on the set if you were exactly talking to him in that heated tone. Oh, I, I wouldn't speak to him in that manner. I wouldn't speak to anyone I'm working with uh, in that manner. I, I do apologise. No, you for my just, tone you there. just lie to the entire cast and crew. That's that's mm. not true. I don't think that's that's a fair assessment, Jack. You know, you set people on fire <laughs> for a living. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. and I think we can agree, as you referenced, there's no substitute. For real physical effects. Well, I, and that will show out in the quality of the film. The difference is, Jack, I didn't set anyone on fire. And it shows. I'm going to I'm gonna gonna go through your criteria. Sure. To see what I think, if you don't mind. Um did it fit the genre? I feel like it did. It was set in nineteen uh, forties, uh Glasgowville, Scot Scot Scotsylvania, yeah. Scotsylvania, thank you. Um did I like the idea? Um, I feel like there's a lot. I feel like there's a lot going on. You know, I feel like. Okay. You know, I feel like there's. I feel like it's quite. You've really gone with the Scottish thing, yeah. and maybe that's not your fault. You've had a lot that you've had to pack into one film because of your producers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's less offensive than Jack's film. That's good to know. Potentially. Um, did you propel the? producer's request I, I i think it would have been nice to have slightly more scottish cliches okay i thought that that was lacking in the film well obviously i can only show that show so much in the trailer without giving giving it all away so uh, 
an example is I, I was the fact that they threw water on him instead of iron brew. Well, things, little details well, like of, that. Well, of course, as, like... as we know, um, up until sort of the late nineties, um, iron brew was uh, in the water supply. Um, so the, the water was iron brew. You're right. I do know that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. So okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. You've 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 got me there. You've made me look a mug. No, n- never a mug. Never a mug. Would I? Would I watch it? I'd I'd watch most of it. I'd watch the beginning and the end. <laughs> but I would go for a long. I'd go for a snack break in the middle. Okay. Some more hula hoops. Yeah. <laughs> I would, go, yeah, I'd go for some hula hoops in the middle. You okay. know, I don't think it's my. I want to know what happens, but I feel like some of the, some of the sections in the middle might not be my cup of tea. Well, I do think the people of Scotland would would disagree personally, mm. but of course, you know, that's that's totally up to your own discretion. So there we have it. We finished with um, Adam's concise breakdown of both of our films. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to go into a little section we like to call the pitch fight. So we're going to take 30 seconds each to try and convince you, sway you onto why you should pick our film to be the mockbuster. Okay. And why the other person's film should be thrown out I'm like trailer trash. Yep. So do you have anyone that you'd like to, uh, you'd like to hear from first or do you want us to stick to the same order? I think in the interest of fairness, I think Matt should go first. Okay. Change it change it up. Okay. Well in that case, without any further ado, three, two, one. So this film has been made on a shoestring budget. Um it created local jobs for local people. It's really gonna put uh, Glasgow back on the map. Um it's gonna be so profitable because it was filmed on a shoestring, the the profit margin is gonna be like something never seen since paranormal activity. Um I think it's really gonna sweep the nation by storm. No children were harmed during the making. Um and yeah, it's authentic Scottish fantasy, and that is a gap in the market that we are filling time. Lovely stuff. That gap was uh in the market. I was just making my notes. Filmed on shoestring. Right. Okay. So you heard uh, you heard Matt Matt's reasoning why you should pick his uh, his film. And I have to say, very compelling. Thank you. Very compelling. It'll be okay. tough to beat. I I like a challenge. So uh, are you are you ready to hear what I've got to say? I've got my hula hoops. Lovely. Three, two, one. It's authentic burning effects. Yes, okay, we set a child on fire. But, you know, you can't make an omelette without breaking a few eggs. And I know how much you love eggs. So, uh, without further ado, I'm just going to announce the the making of this film already. Because I truly believe in what it has to say. Um, It's an exciting fantasy film for all ages. uh, And we're really kicking off to a good trilogy here. And I think... I think you're going to love it. Time. You think I'm going to love it. Yeah, only thinks. That's that's not convincing. Hmm. Well, I I mean, I've learnt my lesson, Adam. I'm not going to presume to tell you what you think. Do you know what? That's very true, actually. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that sort of bare-faced pandering. Yeah, for me, <laughs> that just sounds like someone... Oh, I've that's, got more. That's, that's not convinced. I can do more. No, no more. That's not fair. Hmm. 
Mm. It's a fair contest. Okay. It'll be judged fairly. Well, I'll be judging it. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe not. Yeah. We both had our say. You've heard the trailers. You answered the questions. Did it fit the genre? Do you like the idea? Did they fulfil the producer's request? And would you watch it? Now, bearing all of those things in mind, or if you just think one's funnier and you want to do it based on that, mm-hmm. I'm not going to stop you. Mm-hmm. Which film are you going to pick as this week's mockbuster? And which film is going home as trailer trash? I'm going to pick the Burning Boy. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, get in. <laughs> Jack, Jack, Jack's one. Oh. Yes! <laughs> right, I'm going to have to yes! put it down here. And I, I'll tell you. I'll tell, I'll, t- I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because uh, Jack in the pitch made egg references and also said that he cared about what I thought. And that was really nice. Um, and actually, when I've been thinking about practical effects, it turns out I don't care about children as much as I thought. <laughs> that's what I've learned from this right well I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna interject here and, and say I know the real reason that Jack's been picked here so this all boils down to a couple of years ago when Adam mm-hmm. desperate for a roof over his head uh, came oh. to us and said oh oh would you mind would you mind Matt, as if uh, if, I, if I just Matt, you know came to live with you for we a don't need bit. to do this and Matt, I was you're like, coming off you're coming off like, a little bit pathetic Matt no you know what I think the people need to know Adam so I in the goodness of my heart and uh, with a jokey jokey little smile i said you know what adam that's fine but you've got to bake us an individual cookie individually flavored mm-hmm. to our personalities um you, you want you want to tell tell everyone uh, what what you made for me adam <laughs> was your one the one that just had rosemary in it uh it was rosemary and was <laughs> it was rosemary and worcester sauce yeah which um it, for, admittedly for is a bit adam? cheeky <laughs> no, no, no. I believe what you said at the time was, well, Matt, I consider you the runt of the litter. Um, <laughs> so I, I knew I knew this was going to happen the moment we asked you to appear on this podcast, that uh, my trailer was going to be rubbish. What, what cookie did I get everyone else? Those ones were uh, nice, nice ones. ones. I think just I like got... milk chocolate, white chocolate, you know. So I you... think I had a Smarties one or something like yeah. that. Yeah, see? So I'm a nice guy. Just not to you. Uh, that's three nice cookies and just one, like, one for the run. Of, that's fine. I assumed that the, um, I assumed that the, you know, the, the, like, alpha, like, conglomerate of the house would steal your cookie if I gave you a really nice one. So I gave you what so appeared to be a bad one. Either. <laughs> I mean... I'm just this pathetic. I mean, if, if, if you're making that realisation now, then I'm sorry. And it's because it's because deep down I feel like the runt of the litter. And I came in bedless and I feel like, you know, then you moved up you moved up the chain because I was I was I was down and out. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Was, Fair enough. You know. So without further ado, the first ever film going into the Mockbusters vault is Burning Boy, my one. Um, but no, in, in all seriousness, um, thank you so much for helping us out here, Adam. Um, I <laughs> think okay. you've been such a great first judge to uh, mm-hmm. have on, uh, have for us. On top of that, you can also check out Adam's uh, Eggs Over Willis on Instagram. I believe that's at Eggs Over it's, Willis. Yep. at Eggs Over Willis. For our socials, because I know you've enjoyed this so much that you want to keep up with everything that we're putting out and everything that we're releasing... 
just frothing for more content. You just cannot wait for more Mockbusters. Um, on Instagram and Twitter, we are at MockbustersPod. Uh, if you've got any feedback or anything, uh, as we're still sort of figuring out the kinks, mm-hmm. you can get that to us either via the socials or at our email, which is MockbustersPodcast at gmail.com. I imagine we'll be up and running on several podcast forums by yeah. then. Taking the world by storm. Please subscribe uh, and give us a five-star review on iTunes if you enjoyed it. Same on Spotify and who knows, maybe there's even going to be a, some other hosting. Thank you very much for joining us this week. I've been Jack. I've been Matt. And thank you so much for joining us. Bye. It's been lovely. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Good night, John boy. Bye.